I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's Wednesday episode of Live Mike. Sad news to start the day as I was sitting here in the newsroom. I got a little text alert to my phone and I looked down and saw that uh, after 70 years of life, some 30 years in the talk radio business, that Rush Limbaugh had lost his uh, year-long battle with cancer. It was announced uh, early last year that he uh, had been diagnosed with an advanced form of lung cancer, and he uh, battled his way through much of uh, 2020, even receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom, that medal draped around his neck by First Lady uh, Melania Trump. And today we have learned that that battle has come to an end. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, 70 years young, lost his life. And I... It, it, it hit me in a way differently than I have been struck by announcements of other uh, celebrities or famous folks or prominent individuals uh, who, who I have never had a personal relationship. I've never had a personal relationship uh, uh, in the conventional sense with Rush Limbaugh, and yet today I end up being uh, pretty sad about it. And I think that tonight uh, when I head home, I might reach into the archives and listen to some old broadcasts and hear what he had to say about the world on that particular day. And, and the, reason, the reason I think I am feeling uh, the way I am is, you know, it's, it's no secret. I'm not the first Lonsberry to sit behind a microphone and pretend to be a talk radio host. My father, Bob, as you well know, uh, has uh, been in the radio business for, for many, many years. Uh, when I was very young, when he first started, it was uh, not long after a man named Rush Limbaugh uh, showed this country uh, this new form of communication, talk radio. He invented it. And you can push back and say that there had been other uh, you know, talk radio hosts, but in terms of sitting down and defining yourself and presenting yourself as uh, you know, a beacon of your beliefs and your morals and your ideals. R- Rush Limbaugh uh, planted the first flag. It was not long after the Fairness Doctrine was repealed, and I think today uh, you're going to hear reference to the Fairness Doctrine a number of times. Uh, it was when the, the Fairness Doctrine went away, when the requirement to afford equal time to both sides of controversial issues went away that uh, Rush Limbaugh really had an opportunity to rise. And that opportunity he had was not one that was laid out before him. It was one that he foresaw and created. And for those who, over the 
next decades took to listening to uh, Rush Limbaugh on the daily. You will know that the person you were listening to was not just a uh, conservative commentator, not simply uh, one who delivered uh, the facts and the details of each day's news cycle, uh, but rather someone who came to be a familiar voice and a friend, someone who got you thinking, someone whose uh, voice got lodged into your mind, whose uh, style of communication and whose humor may have even found itself, found its way into the way you communicate. I, I owe this job that I have here today to Rush Limbaugh because he invented the job. And all of us who have come since have all been trying to do uh, just as much uh, or trying to do uh, the job like he did it. We're all imitators, right? You, you, you might change the, the views and the ideologies and the attitudes, but we, what, what we all want to do is create a friendship like he did. At least create uh, something that gives reason to think. As I, throughout the uh, morning and now early afternoon, have I've been, as I've been reading uh, into the, the history and the biography and uh, refamiliarizing myself with some of his early days in broadcasting, one of the uh, interesting, one of the interesting things, one of the interesting trends that you see, comes from the his earliest bosses. Uh, those executives whose job it was to evaluate for future value, <laughs> the the up-and-coming talk show host, Rush Limbaugh. Many of them uh, listened and were turned off. Many listened and thought, oh, no, this is, I, this is un- unfamiliar. It is abrasive. It's uncomfortable. I, I, I'm, this won't work out at all. And almost without fail, each and every one of those executives on second listen or on third listen, and maybe when they were in the privacy of their own car, maybe the way you've listened to uh, Rush Limbaugh for years and the way that you've listened to talk radio for years, uh, they realized that it's not necessarily about agreeing all the time. We touched on that point just yesterday. Disagreement can be very powerful. Disagreement can be something that steers us towards success. And many of those... Many of those individuals who uh, listened to Rush Limbaugh you know, certainly didn't agree each day, right? And that might be the case for you. I know it's the case for me. But he paved the way. He showed us how it's done, and he is gone now. And, uh, and that makes me sad. Before we go, I want to play for you a quick little montage. I mentioned that the uh, president awarded Rush Limbaugh the Presidential Medal of Freedom last year at the State of the Union address. Here are some comments from President Trump, followed by uh, a little, a bit of Rush being Rush. Rush, in recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. My name is Rush Limbaugh, the poster boy for the American way of life. 
your vital national resource right here. You realize how frustrating it is for me to have been so right for so long about everything that's happened. I know that I am so good at this that I make it look easy. What a burden it is to be right so often, but I'll gladly carry it. This is the only information highway you need. The Rush Limbaugh. Get your own show if you want to tell people what you think. Uh, Rush Limbaugh passed away early this morning at the age of 70 years old. Uh, quick break. When we return, we're going to shift focus on the weather. We've all been pounded by the snow and the cold and the blowing. How long is it going to stick around? We'll hear from Kevin Eubank with KSL TV next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Sad day in the talk radio business. Rush Limbaugh. It was announced by his wife on the air today on uh, the 600 plus stations where. Uh, Rush has broadcast for some time. It was announced that he, after 70 years, had lost his life. Uh, early last year, it was announced that he had been diagnosed uh, with some pretty aggressive lung cancer. And he continued to work. He continued to work. He continued to speak to his audience. And uh, not long after the diagnosis, uh, in fact, was awarded by uh, then-President Donald Trump the Presidential Medal of Freedom. You've heard me talk about uh, my affection for Rush Limbaugh and my recognition that he, in uh, large part, is responsible uh, for this business today, R- responsible for uh, the the medium and the format and the friendship that can exist between talk show host and listener. And to, to get some thoughts on what this day means is uh, another man who has influenced and impacted uh, this industry and this medium for many, many decades. Uh, uh, proud to call him a, a friend of mine. KSL News Radio's Doug Wright joins us. Uh, Doug, sir, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Uh, y- y- you woke up this morning. You heard this news. Uh, what were your first thoughts? Uh, it, it's it's a loss for our industry. I mean, it truly is. Regardless of how you feel about Rush Limbaugh, and honestly, I'll be very frank, I was not his biggest fan, but. Regardless of how you feel about Rush, what his show was, what he was able to do for, and I believe to America, uh, he was he was a force to be reckoned with. He truly was. Um, I cannot think of anybody in my lifetime who had more sway, more clout. It was a little reminiscent of some of the old-timey radio uh, folks that had so much sway, Father Coughlin and other people back in the 1930s, because radio was the medium. And Rush, in many ways, I thought resurrected, especially AM radio. AM radio had just been written off. Everybody had moved on to FM for that higher fidelity, and they wanted their sound in stereo. Well, you know, a good talk program doesn't necessarily have to be in stereo. And Rush capitalized on that in a big, big time way. You mentioned sway and influence. How did he amass that? Well, you know, he he had a gift of of conversation, not with others, but conversation to uh, express what he believed, what he thought. I mean, look at the titles of his books, you know, the way it ought to be. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the follow up. And I can't remember exactly what was it, Lee? I told you so or something, something yeah. to that effect. He, he, and, was, and that's he just, was right was the basic premise. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that just absolutely, you know, here's what I believe. Here's what you should believe, too. This is the way it ought to be. If you disagree with me, you're wrong. And 
a couple of years later, see, I told you so. And that, that was Russ, Russ's, uh, Russia's style. It wasn't to facilitate a conversation. It was to have the conversation with himself primarily. As you know, he wasn't a big guest guy. He would just talk on the radio and tell you what he believed, why you should believe it. And if you didn't believe it, then something was wrong. And it's, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I learned a lesson many, many years ago, and I learned it from Billy Graham. I was reading his autobiography, and if, he said, if any two people are agreeing on everything all the time, only one of them is doing the thinking. And I, I, that just jumped off the page. And I thought, you know, the thing that's made this great country what it is today is the fact that we can disagree. And in the past, yes, it's been strident at times, but generally we come back and we agree and we unite. I think the question that many of us ask, should ask, in our society today is, are we a uniter or are we a divider? And it always troubled me when somebody told me they were a ditto head. Mm. If somebody who listened to my radio program, our radio program, when you were producing, and they had told me that they were a ditto head with me, I, I would have figured I'd failed. So Rush, Rush is an amazing force. I don't want to uh, diminish in any way what he did for radio, what he did for talk radio, what his influence on the country. But at the end of the day, uh, I ask this of any of our political leaders, business leaders. I ask it of anybody in our industry. Did you unite the American people today or did you divide them? And uh, Rush, in my humble opinion, and you can send hate mail to dwrite at ksl.com. But I, I think, sadly, there was a lot of division there. Will there be uh, another? Will someone fill the void left by the passing of Rush Limbaugh, or uh, will he have been uh, a singular entity and the, the whole medium will go on redefined and different than the way he left it and created it? Uh, well, you know, we may have a force. Uh, I don't think it'll be anything like Rush. He was one of a kind. He was one of a kind and he was gifted at what he did he he truly was he spawned many other uh, notable uh, influences in the media today not the least of which was uh, sean hannity sean hannity would always tell me personally and would tell his audience you know gladly that rush limbaugh the the chance to fill in for rush is is what really launched him and look at what a powerful influence he is you know this one little sidebar i don't know if you've mentioned it today but rush used to uh, to work for bonneville international our parent company That's he right. worked at the uh, kansas city station and it, it it was it was an interesting twist that he was actually let go from that station it was back in the uh, in the 1980s and that was probably the best thing that ever happened to his career uh, he went on, went to Sacramento, if I remember correctly, and then, boy, his career just began to skyrocket. But, uh, yeah, he used to be on the payroll of the same company that you and I worked for. Fascinating. I think the repeal of the Fairness Doctrine may have aided him a bit as well. <laughs> oh, it, it, you know, honestly, honestly, back the deregulation. I mean, let's talk about Rush, but what really set the threshold, what really set the stage, what really moved the furniture so he could function the way he did and it was. I mean, it was deregulation and fairness doctrine. I mean, everything changed in the middle 1980s. And that's when Rush was uh, cutting his uh, his uh, teeth and his skills. And uh, boy, you know, 
And you got to hand it to him. Yeah, he was making rock star money, forty million dollars a year. That's nothing to sneeze at. The, the second highest paid uh, person ever in talk radio, second only to uh, Howard Stern. And, and you and I, you and I are close behind that. Is that right? <laughs> oh yeah, we very well. I, I'm I'm imagining you surpassed my dollar ninety eight an hour. Now, oh so, yeah, you know I. I, <laughs> I said I said double so, that or I'm hey, walking. <laughs> You know, it's it's important when we are acknowledging the passing of someone to to hopefully acknowledge just indeed what a tour de force they were and and Rush indeed was. As I mentioned, I you know if if somebody wants me to sit here and say that I was a huge fan of Rush, uh, I was not. But I will tell you this: he was an influence on our industry, opened many many doors. And, you know, he did, and I have not fully answered your question of, you know, what was it about Rush? You know, I don't know exactly what it was. You know, time, place, manner, everything, his his charisma, his magnetism, the, the skill that he had over his craft. But people used to always, and you, you heard it too back when you were producing, and I'm sure you've heard it now, sure. that, well, hey, why, why don't stations put uh, liberal talk people on? Well, they do, and they almost always Fail. Doesn't sell. There's no audience. There's no market for it. I know it, it. It is an interesting anomaly. I'm sure somebody will be writing books about it for you know in years yeah. to come. But yeah, it was it was sad to see the passing of Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Doug Wright, listen, our time's expired. It, always a, a treat to have you. It's surreal, honestly, every time uh, you and I are chatting together on the the radio here after our history together, and for how long I've admired you. Uh, so thank you for your insight here and your uh, reminiscing on the the life and career of Rush Limbaugh on the day of his passing. Doug, well, thanks again. In in honor of his passing, ditto. There you go. Mega dittos. All right. That's Doug Wright. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, it's time for the top two at two o'clock. The top two stories at two o'clock coming up after the news here on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.